Hello, hello. Welcome back to Divine Links Ministries. I am Lee Massey. And I'm DEA. And today we're going to talk about our favorite pets. Uh, and that's going to be dogs. Dogs are our favorite. We were talking and we were saying, man, uh, what I really like is dogs. I've had a dog pretty much uh, growing up. We had dogs. And then I had a dog just to pass away mm, about a year, almost a year and a half ago. Maybe two years. A year and a half, two years ago. And... Uh, and I realized that dogs are so amazing to me because they're so loyal and they're so totally different than any other animal. I think that dogs are really um, number one for me. And yeah, me too. I love dogs. And um, I've learned a lot from my dog um, as well. And DA as well. We've learned a lot from our dog. Definitely. And um, so we're going to talk about that. How, um, And it goes along with when God says um, that we have to be obedient. If we're obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Um, and if you look at, like, um, I'm going to just really quickly go say a word of prayer. Sorry to get started. God, we just come before the name of Jesus, thanking you for this time de- together. We ask you that you just please open our spiritual ears to hear by your Holy Spirit, that we can apply what we're hearing to our lives, that we can be obedient servants for your kingdom, and that people's lives, people will see us and know that we are yours because of the way we live our lives. And we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so if you want to start, we can start on, um, we were talking about how uh, there's a difference between trained dogs and untrained dogs. And we have to clearly, you know, you can clearly see the difference. There's no uh, if, ands, or buts. If you see a do- uh, man walking down the street and he has a dog on a leash and the dog is like pulling and looking at around and, you know, he's constantly have to pull him. And, uh, you know, that dog's not trained. And you'll see another man walking down the street and what? He has a dog that's off the leash and the dog is still walking right beside him. And you're like, oh, I like that. Um, I had a friend like that. My dog, good. she'd walk on the leash on and off. I had her trained, but not totally trained. So she would do it sometimes and other times. I couldn't really totally trust her though. But she would walk off the leash a lot of times and she'd be fine as long as she, she'd hear my voice and she would kind of stay calm. But the difference between, um, um, I'll take, what do you want to do? I'll do the trained dog. All right, so I'll do the untrained dogs. Okay, so if you take, look at an untrained dog, an untrained dog usually is very anxious. And uh, you see that a lot of times they're very unhealthy too. Uh, in the Bible it says that in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, be anxious for nothing but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God and the peace of God that pass all understanding. It will keep us. So I think a lot of times that we realize that um, if we're walking around um, anxious all the time, it's because not only that we can't be trusted, but we don't trust our master. Because if you do trust him, you're not anxious. Right, DA? Exactly. Because you, again, you look at a, tra- a dog that's trained, a dog that trained, they walk, they stand, they're walking by their master very calmly. If you look at a dog, uh, you're walking down the street and you see a, a guy with a dog. Like, I, I love German Shepherds, so I'm going to say, with a German Shepherd walking beside him. The, the dog's not uh, in any way anxious. He's just relaxed walking beside his master. And when the master stopped, he stopped. When the master walked, he walks. When the master run, he run. But he stays right beside that master and that's the way we have to be in Christ we got to be so trained and uh, when I say trained so obedient 
obedient to his voice, that we're walking right beside him. And anytime he say run, we're running. When he said walk, we walk. When he say stop, we stop. We don't. The Holy Spirit is right there to tell us what to do, and we have to be so close to him and so trained to our ears, so trained to hear his voice that whatever you say, we automatically do with no questions. Exactly, and that is so true. And then also, if you notice, like um, um, in the Bible, what give me a scripture for that? Well, he said uh, John fourteen fifteen. He said, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments." And that's when if you have obedience, you're going to obey immediately. And he said, uh, and even like in Acts 5, 29, it says, we ought to obey God rather than man. And then in 1 Peter, it says, as obedient children, not fasten yourselves according to the former lust of your ignorance. Because when we were uh, in the world, we obeyed what the world was doing and saying. Whatever the devil said, we did. I mean, we go out there, we drink fornicate, smoke, uh, get high, uh, do those things because that's what our master was the devil. And we just did according to what he told us to do. Our eyes were focused on uh, this world. Right? Exactly, yeah. And then whenever we became um, uh, Christians, this is whenever we should, people should see a clear difference. They should see us walking beside the master and being amazed at how we can follow him like a dog follows, uh, like a trained dog follows master, that he's not, his eyes are focused on the master. There's things around, and I, I think it's so cool because there'll be things around them. Like you'll see another dog, there's a cat running right by him. That dog doesn't even look at the cat. He's looking at the master. He might glance at the cat, but he doesn't even, it's like a glance, but he's still looking He's listening at the master. He look at him, but he doesn't. He's not moved by it. He's not moved by that cat. He's not gonna run after the cat. The untrained dog will take off running after cats. There were so many times I had to catch my dog and yell at him, Alaska, you know, running after a deer, seeing a deer, and I would see her. <laughs> I'd see the deer. We'd be in a field. I see a deer. I'm like, oh gosh, please don't Alaska let Alaska see that deer. And sure enough. She would see that deer, and she would take off running after it. And I, I could scream at her. She wasn't coming back. She would just come back when she got tired. But she would chase the, dog, the deer through the woods, and I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> you know. So next dog I have, I'm going to make sure he's trained. Exactly, because really there's a lot of, uh, and we're laughing about it, but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, someone that's uh, focused on the world. We'll go back to untrained dog, like you were saying, focus on the world. Um they're going to get in so much trouble. You're going to be in so many troubles, so many bad situations because you chose not to listen, but because you wanted to eagerly pursue something that God told you not to pursue. Then you get in all kinds of jams. Then you're praying, oh God, why did this happen to me? Why do you, why do you let this happen to me? Why am I in so much pain? Why do I always have to go through this? It's because you don't listen. You don't obey and you cannot blame the master for your your disobedience. What you have to do is blame yourself, confess your sin, and get back in right relationship with God. Stop blaming God for all your issues. Ask God why you're in the situation you're in and allow him to speak to you and show you why you're where you are. And learn from it. And don't uh, point fingers at God. Learn from what you did and learn not and make sure you're obedient. So next time around you obey and you'll wind up in a better place. Exactly that. Well said, yeah. Because a lot of times we think that, oh, I'm, oh, why, why do I have such a bad husband? Oh, I did it. It's because maybe you 
weren't supposed to marry that person, but you chose to anyway. Now you're in the situation you're in and now you got to deal with it. But God can bless you even in bad situations. You you do the wrong thing um, and repent and get back in right relationship. God can forgive you and he can still make it, you know, can redeem it, but uh, not always. Not always. Sometimes you have to go through things, but majority of the time, God will help you and bless you through that and let you be a blessing to someone else. Let's say, whenever you see them going the same down the same road, you can say, hey, don't do that. Been there, done that. Don't do that. Don't go there. Wait for God. Wait on God and allow him to ride, bring you the right person into your life. No matter how long it seems, no matter how long it takes, just wait. And those that wait on the Lord, They'll renew their strength. They'll matter what wings as eagles. They'll run not weary. They'll walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And so that's good because I think any doctor, any, any um, dog rather, that has their eyes focused on their master, they can't go wrong because the master will never steer them wrong. He's always going to make sure they cross the street and not get hit by a car. I mean, my dog so many times got, uh, my first dog got hit by a car. TJ hurt my, broke my heart because... He was untrained. He was only a baby and he was untrained and it was my fault for not training him. But sometimes we can get into situations that we're choosing to not listen and we're choosing not to train ourselves and train our ears to hear and train ourselves to be obedient, uh, learn to be obedient, even if it at all costs. And we'll, we'll wind up living longer because he said, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation in Psalms 91, the last verse in Psalms 91. He's, he'll satisfy us with long life. And that's those that are obedient. You'll, you'll wind up with a longer life because you're not walking constantly after repent every two seconds tripping. You expect a two-year-old to fall, you know, a one and a half just learning to walk to trip and fall. But as you get older and you're 10, you're still falling. There, there's something wrong. So I think that we have to learn to um, be focused on the master and be um, listening, be obedient, not get so easily distracted by everything around us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, uh, also, uh, when you think about it, a uh, uh, trained dog, like we were saying, they don't have, they don't need a leash uh, because they're obedient. They can be trusted. And when God can trust us in areas that no one else can, that's when he can use us most. You'll see somebody really going on with God and just, um, they'll be uh, really far along in life, you know, uh, far along with the ministry. I mean, you'll see them praying for people, seeing them delivered and set free. You'll see them uh, uh, with prophetic words, just words just flowing. And uh, you'll see them uh, just moving so so with God that uh, uh, you'll see them with ministries that are just blossoming. And you're like, what? What is that? And it's because they're, uh, they're obedient. They know how to obey. And they have, uh, so that they're not, they're not fenced in. Like a, a disobedient dog, an untrained dog, you have to put a fence around the yard to keep them in the yard. And God sometimes has to do that with us. He had to put uh, barriers in our life. And we're wondering, what, what is this hedge for? What? It's because you can't be trusted but so far. You can't be trusted at all with this, that, or the other. And it's because of your disobedience. But when we learn to be obedient with, to the master, then he can, he can uh, put, take away a lot of the hedges because you know you're going to stay put you're going to follow him. You're not going to follow what the what the enemy is saying. You're going to constantly go to him, hear his voice first. It said, my sheep will know my voice. And another, they will not follow. Amen. And so that, that's the way it is, you know, that God said, my sheep will know my voice. And uh, same with trained dogs. They know your voice. 
I mean, I had a friend that all he had to do was snap his fingers and his dog would hear his, you know, would, would only obey with his snap of the finger. He would sit still and he'd walk away. And we'd try to snap our fingers for that dog to move and he wouldn't move. And then he would put his hands behind his back, snap his fingers and the dog would move. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing how you did that. But he was such a really good dog trainer. And uh, God is calling us, and I'm, I don't want to say that we're dogs, of course, but I'm just saying the obedience part of them dogs are amazing. And um, if we could do that, I don't think there'd be, our limits would be taken away. That fence that we have right now, God would remove that fence. He would remove it because he knows he could trust us. It's, yeah, that's so true. I think that's the key thing is God. We get fenced in and we're wondering, God, why can't I do this? Why is that person doing this? And I can't, because they're obedient. There's a, there's they're one of those people that can walk beside him and listen. When he say stop, they stop. When they say go, they go. But but then, I, you know, but I'm like, I can't. No, I want to do this. No, I want to do it my way. No, I want to run and chase the cats. No, I want to run and the squirrel up the tree. You know, I want to run and chase the squirrel. I want to I want to play. My mind, my eyes are fixed on everything else but him. So he can't bless us and, and he can't remove that barrier until we're he can trust us. Because we could die out there. My, my, my dog, T.J., died because he didn't know how to obey and he would have called if I would have called him he would have came back that's one thing he would have came back but I didn't know he was out of the yard and but if I would have called him he would have flipped turned around and came right back and he probably wouldn't have got hit but I didn't know he was out of the yard but um that's the way this was us we have to really be so uh obedient to the voice of God even if it's kind of oh man I wanted to chase the cat we we have to realize no 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 now is not the time be obedient because you, that cat is across the across the street you have to go across a, a lot of cars are going back and forth you're going to go straight looking at that cat your focus is going to be on that thing and you're not and you're going to get killed you're going to run across the street a busy street and get killed and God is telling you calling you back and saying don't go there and we've got to be so, so obedient that when God say, don't do it, don't. When he say, don't date that person, that person is this. I mean, most of the time, whenever you date someone or you marry someone, somebody has warned you and you know that you realize what you got into the relationship or got into the marriage. You realize, I was wrong. Too late. Now you got to deal with what you've just done because you chose to do something when everybody else was yelling at you and telling you, don't do it, don't do it. And God brought many people to tell you not to do it, and you did it anyway. So now we're stuck with that. And I think that's one of the things we have to be careful with because we can make choices, and then we got to live with those choices the rest of our lives. So make sure when you make choices, especially big choices like marriage, like uh, um, different things like that, who you're dating, um, uh, getting into houses, getting into loans, getting into things like that, make sure you make wise choices. Go to God first. Listen to him. Listen to the master. Keep your eyes focused on him and he'll tell you if it's right or wrong. And so, yeah, we noticed that, uh, like we were saying that uh, also that untrained, do- untrained dogs have a short life, but dogs that are trained have a long life because they always, most time, all the dogs that are uh, trained, they'll listen immediately and respond immediately to your commands. Uh, untrained dog won't. And another thing is, uh, uh, my friend had uh, his dog uh, that was trained. He didn't eat everybody's food. I could give him a bone. I could give him a, a big piece of steak. He would sit there and look at me, and then he look at his master like, "What? What is this? Should I eat this?" But uh, untrained dog—that's how a lot of people get him. 
is uh, and get them distracted so they can get into the house or whatever. Um, I was looking at a TV program and that's what it was, man. They would uh, bring all kinds of food, like uh, steaks and all that, uh, for the dog. And the dog would be distracted by the food that they could get into the door or get into the house or wherever they wanted to go. But um, a trained dog won't budge. He won't budge. You can put steak, you can put everything there. He will not budge. When he's trained to do something, my uncle would train these dogs. They would walk the perimeter perimeter of the yard and they wouldn't move. I mean, they wouldn't go outside that. You could walk all around that perimeter, uh, not, but you put one foot inside on his property and they would come charging at you. And they were Dobermans and they were, they were so funny. We'd laugh because... Uh, um, then my, my uncle, he would, all of a sudden, he would, he would say, do you come out to the door? And he would snap his finger or he would give a command and they'd all run to the back. There were two of them. They would run to the back because they were so trained. They were like, okay, uh, uh, you could bring me food, whatever you want to do, but I'm not touching it. And that's a good example, uh, DA, because that's what you do. Whenever you think that we can't eat everybody's food, whatever people are giving us, they're giving the word of God, but they're kind of twisting it, turning it, putting a little, you know, little poison in there of their own stuff in there. You got to be careful to know, have that relationship with God that when they're putting just that little bit of uh, antifreeze on that meat, that could kill you. That little bit of antifreeze could kill a dog. So we got to be careful. We got to be so aware and in tune that whenever um, what we eat, we don't eat everybody's food. We always make sure the master, we look to the master. And the master, uh, wouldn't your friend, uh, wouldn't your uh, uncle's dog respond to his, the uncle, uh, your uncle? Yeah, you mean like, uh, yeah. He would like, uh, like if I give him a steak, um, he wouldn't eat the steak. He would look at the master. And then my uncle would say, okay, or something. And then he would eat it. But he would not eat it until his master, master my uncle, gave him the okay. Yeah, it's amazing. See, then that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be, we we are supposed to be totally committed and submitted to God. That no matter what anybody else do, no matter how good it looks, no matter what the food is or whatever is being given to us, we have to make sure that God is agreeing with that. Because so many times that people um, people will feed us stuff and we'll say it so think it's okay because it looks good, but they have a twist and a turn in that the word to for their own uh, pleasure or for their own uh, justification. They'll, they'll twist the word. So the word of God is not to be twisted or anything else. It's supposed to be taken for what it is and nothing else. Don't allow other people to come and tell you differently than what God has said and told you. And I think that um, also when another thing I think about dogs is they love, my dog loved being in my presence in the Bible, it talks about how that God says in Psalms 25, 5, it says, um, was it? No, no, I'm sorry. In Psalms 51, 11, it says, cast me not from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. And in Ecclesiastic 8, 3, it says, do not be hasty to go out of his presence and stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatever he pleases. And a lot of times what, it, what he's saying is that, that when he say, cast me not from your presence, David was saying, I don't want to leave from your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand is pleasures forevermore. I don't want to. Um, I want to stay right here. And my, my dog would sit at my feet, and he could lay there. 
I could sit there, like I, mean, I could lay, um, I could sit and read a book for two, three hours, and he would lay right there, just be, she would be so still to sit and sit there, just like being in my presence. There's so much contentment in the presence of God. There's so much peace in the presence of God. And there's so much pleasure whenever God's presence come upon you. You just want to stay there. And I think with the same thing with dogs, they just want to stay in your presence. They they relish being in your presence. And every so often you just reach over and pet them. Ah, oh, they love that. My dog would sit and lay on the couch, put his head, her head on my on my my uh, on my lap, and just lay there. And every so often I just stroke her. She loved it, and she would love just being in the presence. And I think that's what God. We have to learn to love being in His presence. Amen. Yeah. And I think that um, that's where we can just feel that contentment, that peace, and that joy. And I think that that's so amazing, you know. It really is. It really is. And um, also, uh, let's see. Um, do you remember um, the dog whisper? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Um, that's um, from um, Caesar, I think his name is. Yeah. All right. So one time he had a problem with. Uh, there was a a lady that had a, this dog. The dog was about as uh, as big as a mastiff or a uh, a great thing. The dog was really big, and uh, they had a big home. Uh, they were somewhere in. Beverly Hills, like, really in a big home, but the dog still was tearing up the house, you know, he was bumping, knocking over things, running through the house, and scratching it up, and so she called, uh, him, uh, the dog whisperer, to help her out, and he always, he helps people with, um, their dogs, um, so when he got there, he said, um, uh, he said, um, do you know what type of dog this is? And then she says, oh, I, we just looked at it and we just, I like these dogs. I mean, they're a really expensive dog, like five uh, to $8,000 a dog. Um, and so she was like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, and he said, no, I don't think you do. And so he said, uh, he tried to, I mean, the dog was out of control. <laughs> it was really not a control dog. But um, he, what he did is he, uh, he said, I'm going to take him for a couple days. He tried to, uh, get him, he, he kind of listened to him, uh, actually, whenever he was in the home, but he said, I'm, uh, this dog, you're going to need to, I'm going to take, and I'm going to take him for a week, and I'll bring him back, and they were like, okay, uh, so he came back a week later, and he told them, he said, um, the dog seemed to be, was trained very well, he was calm, he wasn't running around the house, tearing up things, and they were like, what did you do, and he said, I'm going to show you, I'm going to take you to my friend's house, he said, because this is what, uh, this dog, is a cattle herder. He's a herder. He he's used to being out in the out uh you know running and you gotta let him get his running in because they had these big homes but they were um not a lot of space you know uh to walk. Uh the neighborhood was full of big homes but they were not a lot of uh, acreage. Um so he uh this guy took them to uh his uh friend that's a cattle rancher and he and they watched the dog he said I want you to watch this dog and the dog was running right along with the cattle, barking, and uh, was just so, um, he, he was a cattle ranching dog. He was a dog that liked to run and herd uh, sheep, cattle. He wasn't designed to be in a house, uh, sitting in a house. He was designed to be out there running, and he said, this dog needs to do a lot of running. So every once a week, I need you guys to bring him out here so he can run, so he can get his, uh, all that energy out, because he's not gonna be happy. Um, doing anything else and I think that's what we have to realize that we are designed for something more 
than just sitting around following what the devil tells us to do. We're not going to be happy. There's not going to be contentment in living a life where for the enemy. You're not going to be content because you're made to glorify God. You're made to be in, in his image and in his likeness. And you cannot be happy in any other way than doing what he's called you to do. You're going to constantly be trying and trying to find fulfillment. And you can't find it in this life. You're going to find it only in Christ. That is so true. Wow. Yeah, I remember that show where that dog was um, winded up. And he was. they were amazed that he was running with these cattle. And they were like, what? How do you know how to do that? And uh, Caesar said, it's in him. Because he's made for that. That's what he's made for. And he was just as happy. And so um, that, um, that they were just amazed at all of that. And I remember him saying, he said, whenever you buy a dog, know what he's made for. Because that's, he's only going to be content in doing what he's, what he's made to do. And I think with us, we're made to worship and praise God. And we're not going to be content in anything else but with him and doing his will and his purpose for our life. There's only in pleasure in, in doing God's will. And now that you said that, and also I remember my dog, one thing I noticed that he was very, she was really obedient to, she liked me throwing um, sticks. Um, and she, what she would do is I would say, okay, I, I have a stick in my hand. She would go bring me a stick when we were out in the field, you know. Um, and I would say, okay, she'd bring me a stick, drop it at my feet. And then I would pick it up and I would act like, I was going to throw up before I could even get my hand back. She was running. And it was neat because she would, before I would even throw, she would be running. And I think with God, when God say, do something, we have to start. Let's just, we have to be so anxious of, yes, God. And God's saying, go. And we're just taking off, running, knowing that whatever we need, whatever we're wanting, whatever we're going for, it's going to be there when we get there. That stick was going to be there because before I could get it in the air, she was gone. And so it was funny because I would throw it in her direction too, so to make sure she got it. And I think that's what God is. And when he sees us being anxious and just desiring to please and desiring to have just do what he calls to do, that we'll know that he will never disappoint us. We'll always, when we go, it's going to be there. Um, Go where I want you to go and I'll be there. I'll provide for you. I'll do everything you need. You know, I will... You know, if you want to please me, I'm going to make sure that you have everything you need to do that. Amen. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Amen. Amen. And so we just wanted to let you know, guys, that, you know, we've got to learn to be those people that people will know we're different because they will see while everybody else is running around acting a fool, while everybody else is doing everything their own thing, we're following right along with God. We're just doing what God wants to do because we're going to wind up being more advanced, growing more, showing other people who God really is and how much we trust him and love him because we're walking side by side with him. We're not one of those people that are those dogs that are running out, getting hit by cars, running, chasing cats, running, doing things that are not pleasing to the master and that, and we're being anxious because now we don't know what to do next. But we want to be able to follow God and obey his, obey his commands because his commands are not grievous. That's like he said, and he said that um, um, that we are his children, and he loves us, and there's nothing he won't do for us. Right, amen, oh, amen. And then we realize that uh, uh, we don't want to be fenced in, and the only reason God has a fence is in because we're not obedient. So let's learn to be have that freedom that we can be trusted. If we can be trusted with his command there's nothing that is impossible with those who love God and are called according to his purpose if we're called 
according to his purpose, if we're doing what he calls us to do, that we he will not let us down. He'll do and he'll, he said he'll do, there's nothing he won't do for us. And we gotta believe that, trust that, and walk in that as well. Amen. Amen, guys. All right, so we went over our time, but we just asked you guys to have um to just know who God is, trust him more, be obedient, and we'll eat the good of the land. All right, guys, I want you guys to have an awesomely blessed day. And um, we love you guys. Yeah, amen. All right, guys, have a good day.